One, two, three. Dad without a dad production. Hey everybody, and welcome to Dad without a dad. That is Dad without a dad. My name is Jose de la Roca, and you can follow me anywhere at Mr. Jose de la Roca. That is at Mr. Jose de la Roca. And Andy is not here with us today because he is a dad and he has things to do. And he's actually sometimes a single dad. And like you guys discovered last time when I told them, I told you guys how we had to go to the ER and unfortunately my girlfriend had COVID and blah, blah, blah. How I became a single dad for a week. And it's fucking tough shit to do, man. Like tough shit. But today I'm very, not only honored, I'm very happy to have somebody that if you listen to my other podcast, you're familiar with. His name is Curtis and man, I I, I told Curtis, you should stop on my uh, dad podcast because your book, it's literally what this fucking podcast is all about. And you probably are going to tell so many great stories and you're going to talk about fatherhood. And then I had Curtis on and then he starts telling me all the stuff that he does. And I was like, hold up, bro. We need to have you on both po- podcasts. We need to have you in Lepreneurs, and we need to have you in this podcast, which is Dad Without a Dad. And, you know, first of all, thanks for stopping by again. And I just cannot believe everything that you do. Just a little recap, recap of what you do. You're in music. I mean, tell us a little bit of everything that you do besides, be, you know, becoming a really good author. Um. Again, uh, I'm a proud father first, man, and thank you for having me again. And uh, with that, you have to feed the babies, right? You have to feed the children. So um, along came these things. And I'm fortunate to say as a young man, I had these ideas, like, outside of working a job, which I worked several, but I cannot provide, and I was given a gift to do so. So from music to uh, media entertainment to uh, mentoring, and um, being a community activist, well, not activist yet, but an advocate, I would say, and, you know, being a voice and as we need to be a voice, man. And that's who really, you know, I am as not just a dad, but as a man. And then we discovered that not only you signed a music contract at 15, then you went to, I, uh, you know, to Canada and discover Canada and then you came back and you became a business owner and you hustle because I was telling you how proud I am of you that you were just you know hustling 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 learning getting paid to learn I don't know if that and then you start everything that an entrepreneur does but you touch a little bit of something that you know and you sign your your contract at 15 which is an amazing thing i was actually thinking maybe i have a superstar here and i don't even know that's how that's how naive i am sometimes like it's it's incredible how i just talk to everybody i like to learn i like to talk to people no matter who you are i just let's talk is you know that's communicate but you say you went to see your dad and did you say it was like for the first time or something um it was for the first time in some years um because uh and salute to my dad you know, King R, as I call him, uh, we transparent about our life and what it was. I think for dads and men sometimes, 
it's hard for us to visit it, whether it's good memories or bad. And that's what me and my dad did. He wasn't there when I, you know, was born and when I was coming up. But um, throughout the years, he would come by and visit. But ultimately, when I made that decision, I was 15 and I decided it's time for this cat to, you know, it's time for me to meet my dad, man. If he's here, um, let's see what this, let's see what this chapter can bring. And um, that that's what that was for me, man. So you're saying, uh, and okay, tell us uh, basically how all that happened in the personal side, because uh, you know, I don't know if you know a little bit about me. My dad is alive. He lives in Guatemala. He was there when I was uh, growing up, but he was really never there. You know, like he wasn't, you know, you said he would come and visit. I don't remember like him trying hard or things like that. But, you know, talk a little bit about that experience of you going to Canada and be like, hey, what's up, dad? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I would love to. Um. I always reference this story because for me, it wasn't just me trying to get over on my mom. Like, hey, you not you saying I can't sign it? Let me go to dad and see. Like, I mean, this guy haven't my pops haven't seen me, and we got a beautiful relationship to the day. But he haven't seen me in years. So imagine your son, ding dong, you in the house, your socks is off, you chilling, and you like somebody at the door, and it's your son. You know what I mean? And it's like, yo, what, yo what's, what's going on? And although, yes, I had the motive to, I'm going to Canada, but that was a time in my life as a young man, I was seeking, I, I was seeking knowledge. I was seeking uh, guidance, you know? I was in Brownsville, I was in Brooklyn, and depending me in New York, it was a lot of things going on. So any young man could get taken in, any direction I was going through some things and I felt like, yo man, I, I don't want to, I don't care about what happened early on in the life, but I need you now. And if you go for me some perspective, let's, let's do that. Let's explore that, man. And, you know, I'm thankful now to sit and share this with you that that's what that opportunity presented, not only for me to explore my career, but me to build that relationship with my dad. For what I see, he accepted it, right? Um, yeah, he definitely did. Uh, again, um, when I share this story, I don't put no shade on my dad. My mom never put any shade on my dad. That this is one of the instances of life, and I was fortunate that that's how everybody read it. So when I did, not only he accepted it, but you know, I don't like to say, it, but my stepmom, you know, she referred you know, accepted it. And I don't like to refer to her as that, but she gave me the same love. I have two sisters on my dad's side. It was never, oh, this is my stepbrother. It was always abundant love when I was there. It didn't matter how long. And at that time, for them to be there for me when I needed his guidance and not only, you know, to kind of let my gorilla, my gorilla things hang a little bit, um, he, he provided that environment. You know what? And, and that's with that whole experience and going to Canada and really leading to, in my mind, the defining what fatherhood is. Because like, like you just mentioned, we have our dads. Some of us are fortunate to have our dads and not. But even sometimes when they're present, you just know dad. You don't know who that man, who your dad is as a man. You know what I mean? How many of us know what? 
your dad's favorite song or particular music might be. Because in that, I feel we get to know a little bit more of who we are. And that's really what led me to write in uh, Fatherhood and at 19, no tutorial books. Because I felt any of us, to be a father is different versions. It's really what you make for it. Let's take our instances and mold for our children what we may not have, what is good or bad. That Let's not attach that to them because we always attach it through generations what we've been through and not getting over that pain being hostage to pass. And I just want to talk about it. I want to make fatherhood a bigger conversation than child support and the absence because we have beautiful fathers. We have fathers that's willing to do what they should and what they need to. Amen. And seems like you are in congratulations on that. And uh, uh, in the other podcast, I was telling you how you were speaking the truth in so many ways, like uh, telling people go and experience or you had that, you know, uh, great mind that you said, hey, I need to go experience something else, which everybody should, right? You got out of uh, 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 Brooklyn and stuff like that. And you went to Canada. Uh, but one thing that uh, I just realized, too, is like you had a great mind in a way that you were not afraid of asking for help, right? And saying, hey, I'm willing to forgive everything else and start over. And gratefully, your your dad also had that great mind of saying, yes, let's, let's do this. So, you know, that's that's in, you know, in like mental health, that's a great step for you as a young man saying, hey, sir, I need help. That's, that's believe it or not, that's, an amazing step right and then for the person to say hey i got you that's an amazing step for him right because we all had to you know patch bridges or whatever happens and i'm very you know happy that you did that and i'm very happy that your dad said yeah let's do it so you know i just wanted to bring this up because you know sometimes as as dads right or as men or whatever you want to call it we are afraid of of asking for help or we're afraid of of saying, you know, this changed things or, you know, especially, I don't know how, you know, the black community is, but in the, in the Latino community, you know, the machismo and, and, you know, people are not okay with changing or people think they had to be a certain way or men are supposed to be one way and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But for you, uh, as a, uh, for you as a, as a being a 15 year old and saying, Hey, I need help. That's very good mental health. And for the person, your dad, saying, I got you, man. I know I wasn't there, but now this this work this out. And that's that's really good mental health. And I'm glad you did, and I'm glad he did, you know? And and I must say um to that, uh a lot of times um we can't miss out on that 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 sad moment because in the same breath as my dad was there for me in that moment, my stepdad. Um, my mom's husband, who's, who's great to me, we have the illest bond now. He was another example of let let it let it go. Let me let me allow me to show you, you know, the the things you need to be taught as a man. And I'm grateful that he did that because a lot of times in life when we don't have that that machismo, you, you is right. We so cold because of the chips we got on our shoulder to show warmth to our child. It's kind of foreign. It's real foreign. I remember I got into a fight with my own, 
like my my stepdad, I call him Papa Dot. He he's a very man set in principle. This is where I got uh, a strong sense of principle from. You know, accountability. If you're gonna do BS, you know what I mean. You outstand in your BS and absorb that. And often in our communities, we 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 shown many different versions of what a man is. So when you're trying to find yourself or when you're attempting to find yourself, if you have the king mind to do so, it, it's, it's a journey. And it's been a journey for me. I can't say that I had it snap, crackle, pop like that. But I, I was blessed to have an environment that kind of cultivated what was in me. What's up, guys? Jose de la Roca here. And I'm happy to announce that I have partnered up with Live Bearded to share with you all the amazing products that make my beard feel and look this good. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la Roca to get 10% off your order. Go check those guys out because they're amazing bearded guys just like I am. And they only have one mission for the beer men to look, feel, and be their best. So go check them out online at livebearded.com and use my promo code de la roca to get 10% off your order that is de la roca d-e-l-a-r-o-c-a yeah it's pretty amazing I, I mean it's funny how you said you know it's an experience it's a journey like for example i didn't have uh i literally didn't have a uh uh you know dad figure at all uh, i was raised by a a single mom who made a lot of mistakes And uh, my grandma, who, you know, I, like I was telling somebody at, at age eight, I was already cleaning my mom's, uh, my grandma's diapers and showering her when she went poo poo because I had to help. Right. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. kind of traumatic for an eight year old. But, yeah. hey, you're, you don't know it's going to be traumatic. I don't I'm not saying that was traumatic for me or that's why I'm like the way I am now. But. I'm just saying, like, I, I didn't have that growing up. And now that I'm a dad and trying to be the best dad I can be, sometimes I, I surprise myself. I'm like, how the fuck did I become so tough? <laughs> like, who the fuck? Who, like, sometimes I'm like, how, where did this fucking manhood came out? And I'm like, what the yeah, fuck? So it's a thing that you, like you said, you know, like you build, you forget about things and you pass through that and everything. Like, for example, like, You know, just to, uh, you know, finalize this, this thought that I have uh, with you guys opening up and, you know, asking for help and seeking change is like, I forgave my dad, right? I was having this like a monkey in my back. And that's why I was, I was saying I'm an alcoholic because my mom was bad and my dad was a piece of shit. And then I realized, no. I'm the alcoholic, like, I'm the one putting beers yeah. and drinking. Yeah. Those two guys, ha they have never given me a drink. They're not telling me to drink. They're not giving me money to drink. So the piece of shit is me. So let me change that, right? So I started yeah. changing that. Then I forget yeah. my mom. I forget my dad. And then there were times that I, I, I reached out for help. And, you know, like you said, like, You don't know who you are. And then you finally ask for help. And then one day I told him, hey, you know, how come you never said I love you? And then he's like, oh, you should know that. And I was like, all right, not the answer yet I was looking for. Or I asked, <laughs> uh, 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 and then one time I was like, hey, why am I so anxious? And he's like, oh, that was your, your aunt. 
And I'm like, how do you how do you fix that? And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, all right. And then I'm like, another time I was like, hey, I need money because my, I think I even probably fucked up my laptop by drinking. And then he's like, ah, it's too expensive. No. And I was like, you know what? That was it. But then I changed and then I forgave him. I told him, you know what? I'm pretty sure he was dealing with shit because, you know, like you said, you know, everybody deals with stuff. So he probably didn't know how to be a dad either or he wasn't ready or everything. So I I understand that now as a man, as an older person, that we all go through shit. And that's why for me it's very important to not, you know, put all that stuff on my son. And whenever I see something that he has that I have, I'm like, hey, this is not good and you need to change it because otherwise you're going to be like me when you grow up. So let's stop that. But, you know, like just to say that, the person that you guys asked for help and they gave and forgave, it's pretty amazing. And thanks for sharing that because it's very important for, you know, for people to understand that. And and I'm pretty sure all that and, and more is in your book. But I just want to say that, like, congrats on that, because shout out Thank to you. your stepdad, shout out to your dad and shout out to you for, you know, seeing the right path. Um, Again, man, I, 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 I can say thank God and. Every time I do that, you know, people think there's no disrespect to nobody religion. It's just about seeing God present in your life. Because at times I didn't make the right choice. Um, I was revealed. Things were revealed and shown to me. And I, again, I'm, I'm going to tell you the real main driver and secret in me uh, aspiring and doing the, do, you know, pushing to what I do has, it's easy to be the statistic. You both, you and I, the coaches know, right? You know that, brother. It's it's that easy to be the statistic. And in certain instances, unfortunately, when I I could have been more than a statistic, it really woke me up like, nah, I, I have to not only change, but now I know it was evolved. Because I tell people a lot of times, you think you're changing, but you're really evolving into the person you needed to be, not just for yourself, but for the offsprings, for your wife, for your family, your mom, your dad, and accept moments like that. And that's what the basis of fatherhood has become for me, manhood, just like you said, being accountable for, you know, I did wrong. And it wasn't on you. That monkey was on my back. But, you know, I appreciate you for what you contribute. And I have to do the work to get in the right, you know, position. Man, I wish people would have seen me like clapping and like yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> fuck, I'm, bro. I like. I swear, I tell people, don't be the fucking number, especially for brown people, right? Like, because yeah. even though my my son is light and he could look European, and but I tell people, I don't want to be the fucking number, man. I don't want to be. I don't want any white person to come and say, "Hey, you're the stereotypical motherfucker." No, man. You know, like. Unfortunately, that's the truth, right? I don't. Who cares what it is, right? Like, I don't want to be the number. I don't want to be the 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 little, you know, Latino that didn't uh, uh, graduate from high school. I don't want to yeah, be the Latino. I don't yeah. want to be the Latino who uh, pop kids, you know, when they were fifteen, sixteen, and they're not taking care of them. I'm not in jail, you know, like things like that. Like it's it's unfortunately to speak the truth but i always tell people just don't be the fucking number right like like, you know and then dude it's that's what's up man thank you very much for saying that i said 
always to ask my girl and people. I tell them, I can't be the number. I don't want anybody to come and say, hey, this, you know, you're it. So, fuck, man. Congrats. I'm very, <laughs> very proud I'm of you, man. I'm glad we I'm glad we shared that because again you and I know um our sons could easily be where where we at if we're not careful. You know what I mean? Just because oh I'm gonna wait for a certain age and I'm gonna tell them that. No. Um I have two sons. I have two sons and a daughter, and my oldest son, um, praises dude, he just turned twenty four. Oh. Yeah, when he was running in the street, you know, I had him at 19. He's the one who inspired my book, actually, because um, the experiences is really based on the things I was feeling and the things I learned in that immediate time. When you have to care for another human, that's that, that that's logically what we're talking about. You're caring for another human. And I tell fathers all the time, you know, um, I'm fortunate I've been with my wife I'm going on 27 years. You know, I knew her since I was 15. And um, I share all my kids with her. So, you know, sometimes we're fortunate to be with somebody we could cultivate and nurture our kids with. And even if we're not, we as fathers still have to remember we're a contributing module to who they are. We always are. It don't matter if the situation is rosy, whatever it may be. We still have to contribute the elements that only dad can. How to pitch that rock, how to put that 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 hook on that line to get that fixed. How to pull out his wee-wee, the, the aim right, and it's not fanning everywhere. And if he ill, he going to tell his son, sit the seat down so you ain't got to argue with your lady because you <laughs> fell in the diver. You know what I mean? And that that's really what um I'm grateful for my great grandfather, my grandfather, my dad, you know, uh my uncles who taught me the real man stuff. You know, stand in it and be the fiber, be the protector. And I think we need to have that conversation a lot more. And again, I thank you for outlets like this where we can have these conversations. Salute to all the dads that don't give up, man. Don't give up. A lot of times. You know, if you're a real man's man, your thoughts and what you're feeling, you don't get that, that congratulation. And yeah, this is what we do, but just know y'all important, man. Society don't big us up, but just know us, each other should big each other up, man. So salute to all the dads, man. And that's not to distribute or step on motherhood, but fatherhood exists too. So salute to them, man. Uh, I think I started the, the last episode by saying my hats are off to any single dad out there because it was it was a tough week i mean mm. I, I mean i was sleeping on the couch for what you guys heard i mean you guys heard in the last episode but and my sleep is my 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 sin i guess but uh, mm. it's funny that you say how like you have to teach him you know like i wasn't good i was good at talking because he was good at me but i didn't know how to close the deal right because nobody ever told me hey you gotta close the deal here right i'm talking about mm. girls and sex and stuff like that right nobody mm. told me about hey uh this happens if you have this type of stuff and blah 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 and all this stuff or like this is how you're supposed to throw a ball or simple things like that right i don't remember mm. having all that stuff but now i'm trying to do what you're saying and uh uh it's, you know what's funny though uh, I never, I was never the the guy who leaves. I I would never. I don't know why, but I don't put the seat up, right? Like that's yeah. just not me. I'm not that type of. I'm not that type of guy. 
Let's just my say man. that. You know, you, you know what's funny, though? What's that? My son does it, and I don't know. It had, it had to be in him, right? How the fuck did... One day I was I started realizing, I'm like, how does this motherfucker knows? Or why does he puts the thing up and leaves it up this is i don't i never do that i never <laughs> how but it's it's just it's just reality genes whatever you want to call it i mean yeah, but yeah. yeah congrats and i just i you throw another bomb you said you have a 24 year old yeah, son yeah, I at, do, at, you don't look how the fuck okay <laughs> i don't let's just say that you don't look like you have a 24 year old son and ha, i don't want i don't i don't know if it's The camera angle. I don't know if you have a really good camera that makes you look younger. I don't know how you don't look. I guess the age that you just told us you are. But let's just say yeah, that. Yeah. Wow, man, you don't. Do people always tell you that? Like you have a twenty. Um, yo, the look. The look of, let's say I don't have no problems when I go get champagne, uh, or sometimes I do. But you know, again, I I, I tribute that to uh, being in the now, man. Like stress used to eat me alive. And that's another thing I think, you know, is a conversation for that. Stress can eat you alive, man. What what we can't control, we, we got to let it be sometime. And until I learned that lesson, it made me a better man to deal with the stresses and the frustrations and, and the good and the bad and everything that comes with being a, a father and just being a man. You know what I mean? So it, it's... It's a real balance of things, but um, again, I think that's what life is. It's, it's that journey. It sounds like you you were me a couple of months ago. So, you know, we're still living in a pandemic, right? And uh, I, I, I live with anxiety. I think that's one of the reasons I used to drink a lot because I'm very anxious. I'm always nervous. One time, yeah. my son even said, you shake a lot. And I'd be like, shut up. <laughs> but uh, uh, no, it, it is true. I have anxiety. I have OCD. I have all these like, shit that I didn't know I had before, right? And uh, but it's it's true that what you just said because at some point I talk about this in in my podcast that at some point I made peace with this pandemic thing and I told everybody and I told uh, Andy that you know I I cannot protect my son from everyone and from everything right mm -hmm. and at some point I had to like let it go because he was eating me alive. Uh, you know, nerves were eating me and it's not healthy for me, right? And if I want to be with him, at least until he's 18, uh, and, you know, I had to chill the fuck down. So that's the reason, you know, now when we unfortunately had that incident that my girl had uh, COVID, but as you guys heard, she's okay. Uh, I wasn't afraid or I wasn't like stressing as much. I still tell her that if she has another one, I'm, I'm out. Because I cannot go through this again. I cannot be like stressing for like fevers and stuff like that. But you are totally correct. You know, like, you know, at some point you cannot protect your kids from everything and all and everyone. But father are 19. All right. Since we just discovered you have great skin, I guess. I don't know what kind of shampoo. <laughs> I, I, can, I don't know what kind of shampoo you use or shit. But I mean, you still have your hair, hair too. I'm jealous. Hey. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, and, and I'm, I'm, I want to hold on to it. My, I, I want to keep waves in my fold as much as possible, man. Yeah. And the and reason the, the, reason, <laughs> the reason that I had you in the podcast, in my other podcast, in this podcast, is because when you sent me the book description, it was one of the best descriptions I heard in a long time. Uh, because I am a dad and I think you spoke the truth 
about a lot of stuff. And not only I had you on my other podcast, but I wanted you to be a co-host in this one because it's all about what you share with me and tell what the book is about because, you know, fatherhood at 19 and you gave me a book description that just blew my mind. So tell me a little bit about your book. Oh, love to, man. Uh, it came from some of the very things we're talking about, my experiences uh, with my dad, uh, not only with my dad, the experiences I witnessed my some of my best friends have on people I grew up with and all from my perspective. And the main goal that um, the reason I wrote the book and, and really I had to visit some things, some things I forgot because I really needed to forget them, but I needed to measure what it is I wanted to give that young dad who didn't have a father or a grandfather and needed a word instead of his homies telling them, oh, I'm, my girl's pregnant. Like, oh, F that, man, fuck that, man. You show that shit, baby. Um, nah, we, we, we shouldn't have that experience all the time. And then the main thing was the rhetoric surrounding fatherhood. It was your dad's not there or his child support not there. And I felt we needed to make the conversation bigger because like you mentioned, we have the single dads out there that's, pouring every fiber they being into investing in their children. You have the dads that, regardless of these pandemics and how they, you know, attacking us from every different angle, they still there. And fatherhood doesn't uh, step on motherhood. It complements motherhood. And frankly, I said, writing a book, I could write the typical uh, in the hood book because I lived that life or, or this book and that. And in our genre, and, and really in book genres, speaking about fatherhood is, is kind of real thin. It's, it's not stretched. So I thought, you know what? If I could write and my pen got enough ink, let me offer my thoughts to the people if they would have them and not be held to the standard of follow this young man, but maybe some of his experiences could offer a young father or, or older father some clarity into why being a father and claiming your what's your ideal of fatherhood is important. And that's what um fatherhood at nineteen no tutorial books is about. And um I'm proud to say we're on our second year of it being out. Um I'm self published again from my company Littleville Publishing. We not only publish music, but this is our first memoir and I'm the author, first author to do, you know, release a book. So on our giving uh, publishing brand. So it's a, again, if I have more than two cents to offer, why not share without that, that dad or that father to be who may really need it. And you know what, uh, what's the best thing is that you just share so many things that we all need to hear, right? Like for example, you know, Uh, one of the things that also I wanted to, you know, point out and share and about you and I guess me is like, let's just say us just being there. We're yeah. already, I'm already a better dad than my dad. And yeah. I'm not trying to be better than my dad every day, right? I don't wake up and say, how am I going to be better than my dad? No, right? I don't care. But the point is that little things that you you, you may not know are important, right? Like just being there or, mm. you know, let's go out for a walk or, 
you know, here's how you ride a bike or, hey, you know, this and that. So you just said many things like asking for help and teaching, you know, you know, becoming a better you and, you know, understanding that you had to stick around and so many wonderful things that you have taught already that you have said. So congrats on that. And Thanks. I can't wait to read that book. I'm telling you, you just gave you gave the description. And I was like, holy shit, you got to be here. So congrats on that, man. Shout out to my team, man. They, they was on their job. And um, again, I, I would like to take the opportunity to, to those authors as well as yourself that when you have an idea, you never know who you can inspire. And sometimes we may let um, a lack of courage or we thinking too much of how it may be received. Sometimes it may matter. Um, I'm blessed. Some of the conversations I had with the people who've read the book thus far, my parents got to know me a little deeper. Um, my my children, I get to show my children that it this they, they was around when this was a cultivated thought. And then for them to hear me and then see it go to a tangible thing and it being available on Amazon and all those things, I, I, I just afford everybody to tell your story. You never know who it may inspire, change, evolve. And I think we all owe that to each other because in some way we do it for each other. Uh, what you may not know is I've, I, I've been watching you and your brand for some time. And again, when I reached out, I felt it was just time if you afforded me for us to share like minds, man, to have a conversation and really show fathers that we not, you know, we could be tough together. We could have the conversations that, you know, don't infringe on your privacy yet allow you to have an outlet. Because you, I'm sure you could agree as us as fathers, um, we don't have too many outlets where we could cow gone, take me away. You in the bathtub and, and unless you got a bed some or whatever is tangible for that dad, whatever his vice is, releases. And for a lot of dads, it's putting on that music, going to that place where, uh, you know, some of the kids not allowed. And we need to tell dads, we need outlets to this. You're not wrong for that. You need your, your moments too, because we all contribute. And that's what help us keep our sanity so we could keep contributing. Let me tell you about Peanut Crunch. These baked peanuts puffs are so delicious, my son and I cannot stop eating them. Seriously, we cannot stop. Peanut Crunch are a delicious and healthy peanut treat. They have the power of vegan peanut protein, rice, beans, and a wonderful crunch that keeps active kids and adults on the go. I came across Peanut Crunch when I was watching Shark Tank, and I just decided to help out a fellow Central American entrepreneur and buy his product. So I decided to get it, and when I got them, I found out how delicious these baked peanut puffs were, and I became hooked ever since. Go check them out at peanut.com. That is P-N-U-F-F.com. P-N-U-F-F.com. And use my promo code de la roca and you will get 10% off your order. I'm telling you guys, I cannot stop eating this great baked peanut puffs. Peanut Crunch. P-N-U-F-F.com. That is P-N-U-F-F.com. Promo code de la roca. Yeah, I mean, I always tell people this, what I do here is therapy, right? It's like, it's, mm. it, you know, I tell people, hey, 
you know, uh, uh, I'm trying, like, for example, in the last podcast, I was sharing with people how, you know, for a week I had to be a nurse. I had to be a, a, a worker here at my studio and mm-hmm. I had to be a dad and I had to be a puppy trainer and I had to be a cook and a maid. <laughs> but that's 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 fatherhood. That's what yeah. you're supposed to be doing, especially yeah. when when your loved one. I mean, she was fine, but she still needed to be quarantined. But uh, that's what we do. And, yeah. you know, once everything calms down, then you could go to your your loved ones and your son and your puppy and be like, all right, fuckers, I need a day. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> right. And it's OK. It's OK. Because, you know, hey, I, I know the feeling, man. I mean, I always tell people I'm very open and i tell people i'm sure i had mental issues for whatever i went through when i was little i mean there's no there's no hiding that anxiety had to has to do with something i mean my son saw me shaking and i shake all the time and i know i may have i have ocd now i know what it is right Mm. like it's funny like my my girlfriend was putting so when she was in quarantine i gave her a couple books to read right like rich dad poor dad and help her in things that she needed to she needed to understand better right and then she brought the books back and she puts them in the uh in my bookshelf and then i'd be like hey uh you put that book wrong and she's like what do you mean she's like they so i don't know if you see this i the the they're going down and the book that you put is kind of messing up the the downward oh, yeah. and, I, and then she's like you fucking crazy and i'm like look it's my ocd leave me alone did i feed you for a whole week just put it where it belongs uh hey, but hey i'm gonna tell you this as a dad or organized mom sometimes the shoes the wrong way throw me off because oh, order and organization i think is what's naturally in us and sometimes we may mistake that for other things but we can't shy away from that as well some of that is the order in us that we want to provide or should be provided, man. So I, I share some of them, them things with you, man, for real, man. Yeah, I always say that, you know, for me, the way I'm able to do so many things and be able to cook for my son and do other things that not only I was raised independent because I had to grow up early. I had to, I didn't have a mom there. And I mean, she would leave early come back late i didn't have anybody to cook for me clean for me so i did everything right unfortunately oh, now I'm, I'm like that i'm i i always tell my girlfriend she, i'm with her because i just need a partner and somebody to hug and love and share experiences because i do everything else i literally could do everything else everything besides what we just said i could do everything and if i if i can't do it then i'll figure it out and i'll do it you know that's who i am right but I, I, I share my life with her because I love her and I want to be with her. And, and we have a lovely family. And I, I, I believe that my son deserves a loving family that is going to put a great foundation on him and make him a good person. And let's just say if, if for some reason he has a mental problem and becomes a bad person, well, there's nothing I could do about that. But what mm-hmm. I'm going to do is try to raise him well and things like that. So I always, you know, like you said, you know, it's, it's one of those things. You just gotta be there and if you love them you try your best and you know there's sometimes you just need a break and that's okay but for me structure and order it's it makes it easier 
and for a son and for a puppy too. I just discovered yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, uh, put that uh, in. You yeah, have to throw that in. Uh, <laughs> of structure and order, it makes it easier to navigate for me, and I believe that my son understands that too, right? Mm-hmm. My man. And I think it's all about to, you know, one thing that uh, you provide a good foundation for your kids, right? And for what I see, you stay with your, you know, you share your experiences. Now you have a good book. And I think that's what I'm trying to do. Put a, just a good foundation on a little boy so he could be the best he can be, right? Well, I, I just let me take the time as a fellow dad to tell you congratulations because you're doing that. Um, we we. I always say to fellow friends, and, and now I consider you one, you know what I mean, because of some of the similarities you share as a dad, we can't knock down the intelligence of our children because a lot of times they may be more galactically intelligent than us, you know what I mean? And if we are the superheroes and they learn from us, you know, it says a little something about us. Sometimes we should go like this when nobody can because, again, we... It's our job to leave every piece of us and as much of us we want to leave with them. And that's all we can do, like you said. And once we do that, that's our ultimate goal. Once we do that, um, we blessed with watching. If we blessed with watching them aspire and use those things we told them, that's the beautiful thing, man. It's funny because I think I already shared this in the podcast, but sometimes I get frustrated because I know how smart he is and when he doesn't... Ha you know, show up to the the smart level that I know he has, I get mad. I'm like, I know you're smarter than this. Or like, you know, it's it's it's, it's expectations, right? He put the buy the the bar too high and now expect but sometimes I forgot that he's only six, right? And I had to yeah. you know come yeah. down and be like, all right, you're just six. Yeah. And but yeah, I, and like I said it before, you know, like I know my mistakes. I know my bad traits and whenever i see that on him the only thing i could say is hey this is something that if we don't correct right now you will be like me and basically what i want you to be in life is better than me so i don't want you to be like me and and you know you know because so for example when he cannot focus i'm like that's one thing that i i'm bad at it so let's fix that Or when mm -hmm. I know he's trying to do a hundred things, I'm like, no, you know, relax. You know, I think I say focus, 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 structures like a hundred times every day. But yeah, it's yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. things that I want because you know what? Fortunately, he's very smart. He's a super mm -hmm. smart boy. But sometimes we need to work on little details that I know are going to help him later on when he's better than me. So, you know, pretty much it. And, you know, before we finish this podcast, first of all, You're the man. Congratulations on everything. I mean, okay. it's incredible. You're an entrepreneur. You're a great dad, an author, uh, you know, music producer. I mean, is there anything you don't do, by the way? Uh, I don't go against the Lord, man. That's about it to the best of my abilities, man. <laughs> And, you know, any advice besides everything that you have said uh, to dads out there listening to this podcast? Um. One thing I, I I keep it this simple: uh, be 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 the best you on all rounds. And and most times, what we're searching for is right there within inside of us. So 
um, to all the fathers, all the dads to be, all the fathers that exist, uh, multiple kids, one child, uh, your master doing the diapers, just know that you matter. Just know that you matter. And I think um, if we say that a lot more and we believe in ourselves more that we matter, not what society portray us to be. And unfortunately, we are some of those realities. But for you, whoever you are, whatever success you feel as a father and morals and things you should stand on, never negate that. And I promise you, uh, you have an abundant life with your family. You're the man, man. Incredible. First of all, I just want to say congrats and everything again. I mean, you know, there's a lot to learn here and you're doing it. And I can't wait to get your book. And where can we get your book? Um, for anybody, it's available on Amazon, barnesandnobles.com, uh, Ingram Spark. And if you would like a signed copy, you could go to fatherhood at 19.com. Um, you can see some of the book trailers. And um, we're doing a lot of things coming up with book, uh, diaper drives as much as we can help our family. So anywhere it's, it's available for Kindle in the ebook form. Um, the audio book, it has been some time, but that's coming soon. But anywhere that books are available, both uh, in physical form and ebook, you could look up Fatherhood at 19, no tutorial books. Well, all I got to say is, you know, I'm proud of you, man. Congrats. Thank you, man. That means a lot to me, man, for real. Yeah, and I mean, you got to tell me what kind of shampoo and conditioner you use. <laughs> shut up, because when my son is 24, I want to look like you. I'm like, shit. I'm like, when when Curtis says I have a 24-year-old, I say, like, what? Yeah, he, I thought you were going to say my son is five. Nah, oh, my daughter's nine, and my, my youngest son, he just turned 18. And my oldest, he just actually happy birthday to him. He just turned birth uh, 24 two days ago, man. So that's our children, our best inspiration and investment if we allow it. I always say that we're raising a human life. That's the most important thing you will ever do in life, basically. So congrats. My name is Jose da Roca. And you can follow me at Mr. Jose da Roca. And you have been listening to Dad without a dad. Till next time. Goodbye.